Welcome to Soccer Bruv. I'm Carter. Joining me today are Jack, Brad, and Mr. Ryan Bram. And we're going to start off with Chelsea versus Manchester City. Chelsea getting the win 2 to nothing with goals from N'Golo Conte and David Luiz, giving Manchester City their first loss of the season. Uh, Brad is a Manchester City fan, so we're going to start off with his uh, reaction to the gut punch that happened to him yesterday. It was a gut punch indeed. Um, I was watching with Jack at his lovely house, and the first half was quite enjoyable, although we were fruitless in our efforts. And They were dominant think, in the first Yeah, half. we were dominating. I think Jack and I both concurred that this is exactly why uh, Aguero and KDB are sorely missed, even though they haven't been up until this point, because there could have it could have been 2-0. Maybe like three, three or four, uh, yeah. Yeah, in the first half. And then they got that uh, Conte goal right going into halftime. And then City just never – they looked lethargic the second half. Um, but it was, a, it was a tough loss. Glad to lose to a top team, though, and not uh, a bottom, bottom of the table Burnley team. Or somebody like that. But those yeah. are teams that Manchester City will never lose to. Right? Oh, exactly, yeah. They beat them like 6 hope. nothing. That's up. I saw somebody yeah, exactly. say that sometimes City play so well that they, like, lull themselves into an overconfidence. Do you think you saw any of that yesterday? I think in the first half, for sure. Sané kept – Sané had, like, two clear opportunities, and he was just trying to be cute with the ball, like, almost at the six-yard uh, box instead of just firing a shot in. Yeah, um, a lot of times they don't just put shots on goal. They'll, like, try and just walk it in and get Ryan Sterling his nice little tap-in at the far post every time. But that's not going to how yeah. it's always going to be. Yeah, especially the young guys like Sané. And Sterling's a little bit better, but I see Sané a lot of times where I'm just frustrated that he's not shooting. And he's trying to be Cristiano and yeah. dance around everyone to get a wide-open tap-in. But sometimes you just got to rip shots. Yeah. Do you think this was more but, about City blowing it or uh, Chelsea looking really good? We can get Jack and Bram's thoughts on that one too. Well, I'll start City, off. Okay, go ahead. I think uh, I think City was kind of walking into a difficult situation with Chelsea having lost midweek and then going up against a team such as City. They are playing for everything. They're going all out. So kind of unfortunate timing for City, I think. Um, but Chelsea truly did play a great second half um, and. That you got to give it to them, you know, for winning the game. Not just City being lethargic in the second half or not taking chances. I think Chelsea did play a quality game as well. So, what were your thoughts about it, Brown? Same. I mean, I agree with everything Jack just said, but it. I only caught the second half, so. <laughs> so you have no not. idea how dominant City was to start off the game. Which they were the quite dominant. There was a point like where I was like, have Chelsea even like I don't remember Chelsea shooting the ball. Then I look at the stats and sure enough Chelsea had not taken a shot and City had like five. <laughs> and that was in like the thirty eighth minute of the game. Wasn't their goal the first shot? Yeah, it was their Conte's first shot. Goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with what Brad was like saying that. that sometimes they 
overplay in it can cause them problems when people really need to just step up and take some shots when you're one down and yeah to catch well, I back saw, up and... uh, the interview with Maurizio Sarri after the game and he wasn't like talking about how great Chelsea were or anything his main thing was just this team lacks motivation and I don't know why that is do you think that he's just speaking about Eden Hazard or do you think that's like the whole team's problem I don't really see it, so I don't really know where he's coming from, honestly. So you don't I, see it. You don't have... see Hazard have these like seasons where he just doesn't give a shit, and it's just like whatever. I'm getting paid. I don't think Hazard has a very good attitude. I don't know if you guys saw him tweet the other day something about just like the most arrogant tweet a footballer could have. Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it was basically like, "Why did Chelsea not play well the other day, or why did City not win?" Because they don't have Eden Hazard. It's like, <laughs> all right, bro, like we have okay. tons of other good players. All right. Yeah. Look it up on Twitter. You'll you'll get a laugh out of it. Uh, yeah, I m- think he's definitely be going to, to just uh, let him go to Real Madrid. And... Yeah, exactly. I think he's going to go to Madrid. I think that's what he wants. Uh, he loves to keep bringing it up that he could go to Real Madrid. <laughs> exactly. I he think he's to... hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We. I think we milked it off out of that one. We can go on to. The number one team in the Premier League at this Good point segue. in the season, Liverpool FC, who dominated Bournemouth, uh, winning, what was it, 4-1 to one yesterday? Or was it 4-0? 4-0, another clean sheet. 4-0, another clean sheet. So we can get the uh, the Liverpool fans' reactions about that one. I guess we can start with Jack and then move on to Bram. Wasn't it 4-1? Ooh. Per- Ooh, contention already. Oh, it was 4-0, yeah. It was 4-0. Yeah. I'm thinking the Bram. Burnley game. Yeah. Uh, well, still elated. One word, elated. <laughs> yeah. Top of the table. Thought we would never catch up to City. Thought they were probably not even going to lose a single game this season. And now they have. So I thought the uh, same. I am joyous, excited. Um, big game, though, on Tuesday. So can't be excited well, for too long. But let's wait for that It one. is nice to be at the top of the table. Uh, the midfield, uh, I loved what we put out there in Fabinho, Keita, and Vinaldum. I think that is a great midfield probably our best um and we should and this was use the first that midfield time a lot more and uh Keita started together right exactly it was um and and really i think if they have played together it's only been a couple minutes at the end of a game maybe um so it was really nice to see those two new signings play and work together um i think they are definitely going to create a pretty good partnership um but at the end of the day mo salah hat trick love to see it uh mo salah is back the king of egypt love it <laughs> Praise Allah, all, all the great things. Um, so, overall, very joyous, very happy that Liverpool is now sitting at the top of the table. Bram? I echo, echo those sentiments. <laughs> it was an entertaining game to watch. The, the midfield play, I thought, was much better than it has been. I agree that with Jack that I thought the lineup they put out was a great way to approach that yeah, game. Yeah, Milner at right back, I think, is maybe something that should happen a little more often. I am concerned about Nathaniel Klein, though. I don't yeah. know what has happened to that man. Is he alive? <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to put on the milk cartons in Liverpool, picture of Danny <laughs> Klein, says missing. I know. <laughs> but yeah, Mil- Milner at right back is definitely solid. I mean, the man... Alexander-Arnold isn't exactly great in one-on-one defense. And Milner right. might be like one of the best one-on-one defenders in the Premier League right now. He's the definition of a utility man. I'll tell you that. He can play any position you put him out there, and right back seems 
to be just the same as everything else he goes out there and plays. Yeah, if you can do left back, you can play right back. <laughs> I'd like to yeah. just comment that Andy Robertson is now my favorite Liverpool player. He's got the heart of a lion and <laughs> the legs of a gazelle, and he reminds me a beautiful of left foot also. in a different position. Oh yeah, I was just like just consistent, like, just like a reliable. Yeah, yeah, like never. Well, I've only seen a few games, but like he doesn't misplace p- passes and stuff. Whereas Alexander Arnold, he's just being torn up every time I saw him. Yeah. I've never seen Robertson torn Have up at all. Have a bad game, like at all? Yeah. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's reliable getting back, and he offers a very big threat attacking up the field. It's kind of crazy how many Liverpool chances come from Andy Robertson, just putting yes. in incredible balls into the box. Yeah. He had an assist, didn't he? Uh, I think he might have. He, he put the, the one goal. in, that was yeah. the end goal, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the beautiful, beautiful end goal. assist and beautiful end goal. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best finish of the day. When you put the ball in the in a dangerous spot like that, that's the type of opportunities you give exactly, yeah. give yourself. So, so do they give assists for own goals? Do you think like that should go down as an assist? Honestly, it really should. I don't know if they do. That's a good question, but they really should. I because think they should do what in hockey how they have two people with the assist, how they have the passer to the passer. I think they should introduce that in soccer. Set up play, yeah, yeah. That's like that the is sometimes have like more a million important than the assist itself. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times it is. And yeah, like yeah. I said, Kevin De Bruyne would get like 30 per season. <laughs> yeah. I think they call them key passes, but it's not <laughs> It's not like on the score line or anything. Yeah, it's not like that's what they show in like the, uh, the box score or anything like that. But yeah. Uh, we can move on to uh, – Another, I think it was a pretty big game. I think Leicester's a good team. Tottenham versus Leicester was the late game last night. Uh, that finished 2-0 to Tottenham uh, with goals from Hung Min Son and Deli Ali, which I think Hung brings them to uh, third in the table, I'm pretty sure, is Tottenham right now. Did any of y'all watch that game? I did. Watched the extended highlights. I was able to see my boy Hung Min Son ball out. Uh, <laughs> Phenomenal. Oh, son is unbelievable. Yeah, he, he really is. Be like yeah, one who of needs the best Harry Kane? Attacking. I mean, for real. <laughs> yeah, so Deli my comments Ali, on. Uh, yeah. We'll let you I was just going to say uh, <laughs> Tottenham was definitely better. I'm confused why uh, Kane or Ericsson didn't start. I mean, I'm not a big Kane fan, but well, they Erickson got the big is... Champions League game against Barcelona okay. midweek. But they still looked good, considering they're what most would say their two best players are. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree about Kane, although he scores a ton, but he's not my style player. They looked, they looked good. Yeah. I mean, do y'all think they're like nailed on top four finish this season? Like no question about it. They'll battle for fourth, I think with Arsenal. You think Chelsea's going to finish above them? I do think Chelsea's going to finish above them. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I think Tottenham's better than Chelsea right now. Tottenham, I think is... I mean, they've had a really good start to the season. They've only lost four games. They've won yeah. 12. Only won one less game than Liverpool and City. They're sort of getting written off because those two teams yeah. are starting off so hot. I think Tottenham's really good. Got demolished by Arsenal, though. <laughs> they did get demolished by Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it bounced in... back. They bounced back. When do they open their new stadium? That uh, honestly, nobody knows. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> nobody knows. There's like a problem, I think, with selling tickets. Like, I was talking to uh, 
booth uh one of our friends about it and he was like gonna go to a game in march or something like that and i was like are they gonna be in the new stadium he's like i have no idea <laughs> so I'm like i don't know what tickets to buy or like what to do with this but i mean do you think it's an issue at this point playing in wembley they've been there for like two years at this point i know people last year said it was affecting them because they weren't getting the same crowd turnout and support yeah Compared to White Hart Lane, which is much more intimate and, you know, maybe like closer walking distance to most of the fan base or something. That's definitely true. They probably have to take a lot of public transport because Wembley's a long way from Tottenham. Yeah, we can get on to to my team, Manchester United, who scored four goals for the first time in living memory. (laughs) They beat, uh, who was it? Uh, Fulham. With their new coach, uh, can't remember his name right now. <laughs> Claudio Ranieri, yeah. Uh, Claudio. Goals from uh, Rashford, Juan Mata, uh, who now has 50 goals and 50 assists in the Premier League for his career, which is a nice little landmark. Good and for then, Johnny uh, Kills. Yeah, Romelu Lukaku got his first goal in like 15 games, something crazy like that. That's not, I mean, don't quote me on that. And then Ashley Young with an incredible goal at the start of the game. Uh, I'm still in that spot where I'm conflicted every time Manchester United wins a game because I'd rather them just lose out and Jose Mourinho get fired because it's not like we're going to finish top four this season. Like, there's no chance of that happening, even only 16 games into the year because we're, like, I don't know, 10 points behind, uh, like, Arsenal and Tottenham and Chelsea right now. And I think this finally got us into a positive goal differential which is kind of unbelievable that Manchester United was negative at this point in the season. So, I don't know. This whole season is just a shit show. Qualified for the next round of the Champions League, but we're going to draw somebody really good, and we're going to get that totally embarrassed. But at the end of the day, Jose Mourinho is still going to be the coach of Manchester United, and that's <laughs> going to be an awful situation for everybody. <laughs> did y'all watch this game? I did not watch it. Okay. Did watch the game. <clears throat> I thought uh, Marcus Rashford looked looked quality um, as as usual. Um, so it was good to see him out there. Good to see Lukaku get his goal. I know he was in a drought, so hopefully that'll pick things up. And maybe in the Champions League, he'll keep that going. Um, overall, though, quality win for United. They they looked more like the United of old. So um, yeah. I know Carter is conflicted, but uh, most United fans probably would be happy with that result. Um, despite the fact that their manager is still going to be employed. But um, good win for United. Thought all around it was a good performance. Um, who was their right back who was playing? Diogo Dallo, the guy okay. we just bought this summer, 20-year-old, or maybe even younger than that. Who's awesome. Okay. I think he's incredible. Yeah, he looked great. I thought he looked great. I don't I understand why he hasn't been playing. Oh, for real? That's breaking news <laughs> yeah, from Ryan Bram over there. <laughs> On the wire. Yeah. I think uh, United – if they keep putting teams like this together, this is Jack and I were discussing this yesterday. They've just, they put together horrible squads yeah. offensively when they have so many great weapons. But if they keep doing this, I think they'll be better. But I agree. If I was a United fan, I would probably want them to lose. Cause Mourinho is a it's head like case toxic. and yeah. not, I wouldn't ever want him to coach my team. So I can sympathize with you on being <laughs> yeah. conflicted. It's like, give me anybody else. Give me like a, uh... The Bournemouth manager, Eddie Howe. I think he'd do better at Man United. Give me he's Sam Allardyce. Yeah. Well, well Sam Allardyce, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically just the English version of Jose Mourinho anyway. Yeah. But, uh, I, think but I read takes... a good article on ESPN Soccer talking about uh, 
Jose and just saying how basically he's like narcissistic and every time they like do poorly, he's like, I've never left. I've never not left the group stage. I won three uh, Premier League titles. I won two titles. (laughs) He just talks about what he's done. Never like the team. It's like, oh, did you coaching. win anything last year? He's like, oh, we're not going to talk about last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's got problems, so. It's just annoying. And it, they yeah. just re-signed him to a new contract, like, last year. And it's just like, you know, have some foresight. Like, this is going to come back to bite you in the ass. And you're going to have to pay him out, like, millions <laughs> of dollars. Because you're going to fire him anyway. It's just, and you don't want to disenfranchise your supporters who... I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's not treating the media or team or the fans like they should be treated no he really isn't he does not represent manchester united the way it should be represented which is just what you want to see out of a manager like Klopp at liverpool represents the club really well Mourinho does not do that uh (laughs) so going from the good teams we'll take it down to the gutter here (laughs) with ryan bram's mid-table clash of the week brought to you by (laughs) nbc sports gold and I think he's going to go with the game that just wrapped up here on Sunday, uh, Newcastle versus Wolves. Yep. It was uh, an entertaining match. The goal, the two goals in the first half were quality crosses into the box that had nice finishes on them. Second half was a little slow, and then once Yedlin got the red card, you knew Newcastle was just going to be defending for their lives in the second half, which they did a great job of up until... <laughs> the 93rd minute (laughs) and the keeper for Newcastle made a great first save, but the ball got fumbled into an area where there was just one unmarked Wolves player and it was an easy finish to seal the game to one, but overall entertaining game for a snowy Sunday. Cruel, cruel for Newcastle. Yeah, it, it was a shame. And Yedlin's red card, I mean, you have to give the red card in that position. He basically got beat by the attacker. Last man grabbed his shirt and dragged him down. Uh, no way around it, really. But it's do you it's think because uh, I think it could have easily gone either other way because there wasn't a clear better team in that game, in my opinion. But yeah, do you think Wolves are legit coming into the season? Everybody was saying that they were gonna slot right into the Premier League and be one of the sort of like top half teams. I don't think they're going to get I don't think they're going back down to the championship. Uh-huh. Did, didn't they but beat Chelsea at the midweek game? They did, yeah. Yeah. That was sort they're, of a weird game though. They've got some great players, so I mean they should and I think they have a good coach. Yeah. Nuno Espirito Santo previously at places like Porto and Valencia, I believe. I think you're right, yeah. I think yeah. They have they have the right setup to be a strong mid table team, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, Newcastle's not. You think they get relegated? And I could I would not be surprised if they did. Yeah, it's un, it's very unfortunate because the owners are the owner is destroying that that club. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Sports Direct uh, founder Mike Ashley. I literally can't believe Rafa Benitez is still there. I know. I would think he'd have some pride and just like get out while he still can, but uh, <laughs> it really is a mystery that he's still there. He's every got, he summer, he's like, "I need reinforcements." There. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, "If they don't spend money, we're gonna not win." And every season, they don't spend money and they don't win. 
And Newcastle's yeah. like a big club. It's something you want to see succeeding in the Premier League. Uh, yeah, it's a little weird for them not to be in the Premier League, just given their history. But yeah, hopefully yeah. they hopefully they can hang on. Uh, but right now, the bottom of the table, we've got Fulham at rock bottom, twentieth. Southampton at 19th and Huddersfield at 18th. Uh, I could see all of them going down. Do you think it's going to stay relatively the same? I think Southampton's going down for sure, even though they just got a new coach, uh, Ralph Ragnarick, I think, who was at Red Bull Leipzig. And obviously Fulham just got a, a, a new coach here a couple weeks ago. And then Huddersfield, I think, is just awful. Every time I watch Huddersfield, <laughs> I'm just like, how is this even a Premier League team? I think... Um... Fulham for sure is just not a good team. Yeah, they are Despite terrible. spending a lot of money over the summer. <laughs> I know. Their their good players are going to get snatched up by someone else. By the, the Watfords the and West Ham's of the world. Maybe yeah. <laughs> the Watfords. <laughs> <laughs> Southampton. I have not really watched them play very often this season, so I don't have a ton of. They've just been like inside into bag that every team, time but... I watch them. Like, they're just, like, awful. And they've got some players yeah. I like. Uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg, I think, from Denmark. Uh, mm-hmm. Started off at Bayern Munich. I think he's really good. I'd like him on Manchester United, honestly. But, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, shame to see. Southampton's been in the league for long enough, though. And they sell <laughs> off their good players every year. It's about time for them to go down. I'm, I'm looking at the table. Southampton's last five games include two draws and three losses, <laughs> and their goal difference is negative 17. Yeah, it's not pretty. <laughs> not ideal. Things aren't looking good for them. All Burnley the other teams was the really shitty win. team earlier, but they've picked it up a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting. There's three teams with negative 17 goal difference that are all within three points of each other, but yeah. then Fulham coming in dead last is <laughs> negative 24 negative goal difference. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. leaking all kinds of goals. Yeah, very defensively poor for Yeah, Fulham. they've allowed 40 on the season. That's eight more than second worst. They got a cool stadium, though, yeah. so they got that going <laughs> for them. <laughs> they do have a cool stadium right on the Thames. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that sort of wraps up the Premier League weekend. And uh, coming up midweek, we have got match week six of the Champions League. So it will be decided who moves on to the knockout round. And uh, probably the two biggest games uh, of the Champions League match week six involve English teams. Uh, The first one is going to be Napoli versus Liverpool, where Liverpool needs to win. And I think they need to win by two goals, if I'm right about that. Uh, So I can touch on that a little bit. Um, If if. They win 1-0, we go through. Uh, otherwise, it's win by two goals. Okay. So that's that's how that works. Um, but, you know, feeling pretty good about it, considering we went to Napoli, uh, lost 1-0. And Didn't even play a good game. 92nd minute, lose. played an atrocious game. Um, I was a little nervous leading up to the game, but after this weekend, I'm hoping we can take that and – Uh, bring that momentum into the game at Anfield. The atmosphere is going to be electric. Um, I I feel like we can make it happen. Uh, We should make it happen. You know, the the quality of Liverpool this season should make it to the round of 16. Uh, It's not a team that deserves to get out in the group stage. Um, So hopefully we can actually fulfill that and get through. But uh, I feel good. But Napoli is definitely a solid team. So you can never. They're a good uh, team. They can score goals. 
can't take that for granted that, you know, Liverpool is, is obviously in my opinion, the better team, but um, you know, we're, we're playing from an area where we need to scratch, scratch ourselves out and get there. So uh, feeling good about it, but uh, I won't, uh, I hesitate to say that I'm confident we're going to get through. So what's going to happen here. Liverpool is going to start off really, really good. A lot of shots on goal, not going to score, but everybody's going to get really into it. Napoli gets a single corner. Kaladu Koulibaly rises up, heads it in, 1-0. Liverpool no, no, lose no, their no, shape. No. Napoli hit on the counter, make it 2-0. Game over. <laughs> I don't think that will happen, but all right. <laughs> I can see the nervousness in you. It's exactly what's going to happen. I'm sweating bullets right now. <laughs> Koulibaly cannot be stopped. Virgil van Dijk's got nothing on him. <laughs> all right, where we see where the Manchester United fan lies. Bram, are you nervous about it? Yeah, I think it, I'm kind of having to go back. I think after the draws initially came out, I think Brad made a comment that that was going to be a really, really hard group. Yeah. And my response to that was basically, I'm not really worried about that. I only <laughs> PSG is the only team I see being like an issue. Um, I didn't and definitely you did lose not expect us to go lose at uh, Red Star. Yeah. Um, and now it comes down to the last game of the group stage, which is never a good situation to be in. But I am very happy that the game is at Anfield. Yeah. Because I do think it's an atmosphere that is one of the best Champions League atmospheres. The supporters are incredible at Anfield, and I think that the atmosphere is really going to – if that te- if the team can't get up to play that game, they've got some serious issues. Yeah, so. if you're not up for it, you don't deserve to be a Liverpool player, basically. Yes. And, uh, so I don't know. Do you think he's going to go with the Milner Henderson uh, Vinalda midfield that he loves so much? I think he has to have. If I'll be extremely disappointed if Keita is not in the midfield selection for that game because that. they need someone making chances. Yeah. Henderson and Wijnaldum in the same... They basically serve the same function. So yeah. when you have two, there's just no creativity moving the ball out the field. Yeah. And it's... Every time they start both of them, I just wish Ox was not hurt because... <laughs> yeah. He is really big miss. Because he's yeah, the guy he really who would, is. like, it's... turn and dribble at the other team and just, like, rifle it. He did that against City a couple times last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's and just the chances he creates are so important to the team. But yeah. if I was a Liverpool fan, I would be afraid if Trent Alexander Arnold started. Oh, taking shots at Trent. <laughs> I mean, he just gets shredded every time, and like teams attack him, and that's and where Liverpool is uh, most susceptible. It's a tough but they didn't sure. look susceptible at all this weekend yeah. without him. Yeah, I well, think Milner's we, better right back than he is at center mid. Honestly, got my tip slotting in so hopefully he he seemed i mean it, he had a pretty good game this weekend so i'm hoping he'll keep that going so yeah i also don't like when they play joe gomez at right back just because he doesn't do anything going forward like he's a good defender but like there's no attacking thrust when he plays it right back yeah i think he should be a, in the in the center of the field so yeah like that's what y'all so. did against psg and it was just i don't know i thought it was super awkward yeah but yeah and then Tottenham versus Barcelona, I think it's happening at the exact same time as uh, the Liverpool game. So uh, better have that Bleacher Report live if you want to catch both of them. 
I think they need to beat Barcelona at Camp Nou and have Inter Milan lose for them to go through, which is asking oh, wow. a lot. But uh, it is. I think they can beat Barcelona away. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. I mean, well, I mean, do y'all think they actually have a chance, or do you think it's like totally finished? I would be surprised. Yeah, but it's possible. It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities for me. But okay, is me- they, is they Messi don't back need Inter to lose. They just need to win. Yeah, Messi's Messi back. is back. Scored he two had a, incredible a beautiful, goals. Yeah. yeah, beautiful free kick yesterday. Against Real Sociedad in the Barcelona derby. But yeah, yeah they so just need to tough. win. <laughs> yeah, they don't need Inter. I don't think they'll start Messi, though. Because, I mean, they're already yeah. through. They yeah. are already on top of the group. Uh, there's no chance they come in second, so... They could play a weekend team. I mean, yeah. Messi doesn't like missing games, though. Like, even when, like, in situations like this before, I'm pretty sure Messi kind of always plays, so <laughs> that might be a bad situation for Tottenham. But I think they're going to do it, honestly. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to progress. And I love seeing four English teams in the knockout stages. Mm-hmm. Of the Champions League. I am rooting I'll, for yeah, that. I'll be rooting for the Premier League, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's. I mean, let's get y'all's official thoughts on on Liverpool and Tottenham if they're gonna go through. I think. I despite what I said earlier, I think they both go through. What do you think, Jack? I think Liverpool make it through. Obviously, um, I want Tottenham to make it through, but I I don't I don't see it happening. Um, so, say that less confidently about them not getting through than I do the confidence of Liverpool getting through, but I still I still think that they don't get through, unfortunately. Bram? I, I think Liverpool makes it through with a nice victory at Anfield, and I hope Tottenham does not. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Bram, going the other way. <laughs> oh, wow, Premier League. some solidarity with English-speaking clubs. Come on. Nah, just not a fan of that team. <laughs> Brad? Yeah, I, I think Liverpool gets in by the skin of their teeth. I'm thinking 3-1. It's going to be close, though. Yeah, um, I, I think Napoli's going to have chances. I think they're going to throw yeah, And it might yeah. look like Liverpool might lose for a little bit of the game. Italian teams don't mess around in the Champions League, I've come to learn. No, they um, really don't. <laughs> but I think Tottenham is I think Tottenham's definitely out. I'm, I'm thinking Barcelona could win big. Oh, yeah. In, and, in your 3-1 like prediction? Who do you think is going to score the goals for Liverpool in a 3-1 victory if it goes that way? Mohamed uh, Salah hat-trick. Yeah, I'm thinking another hat-trick. <laughs> Not a hat-trick, but he's, he's on fire right now. I mean, he's going to yeah. score a goal or two. I think we're going to get a classic horrible game for Mane, just messing <laughs> up balls, making the wrong runs, but then has some He just lasers one in from outside the box. Yeah. Oh, he's going to look atrocious, but then save the team, get two goals that are just out of this world, and you'll be like, oh, Mane's great. <laughs> uh, I think I think two of them will come from Mane, one from Firmino, actually. So that's that's what I would think if it were to be three one. Okay. Uh, just to touch on something real quick, uh, ESPN FC put out their hundred best players or whatever of twenty eighteen. They do it like ten by position, and they had Sadio Mane as the best winger in the world. Do you believe that that's true? Not one bit. Uh, <laughs> I think there's like, someone who rhymes with his name that's better than him. Uh, the place for City. Yeah, they um, had him at number two and Sterling at number three. No, I mean Mane. He's he's great. He's fast. Um, 
he can he can hit the ball really well um but he just makes too many mistakes in my opinion to be yeah. to be the best in the world um i think he's top 10 for sure without a doubt maybe top five but not the best unfortunately I thought that might have been a little high. I think, I think, so. I think Leroy Sunday probably is the best winger in the world right now, to be honest. Marco Asensio at number five. And they had him at number eight for attacking midfield last year. And I'm just like, why is he even on this list at all? People think he's like incredible. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. That's the Real Madrid effect. Though. Exactly, it's that Madrid bump. Exactly. Two years running. They have him ranked just, as a Just because he tears people down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's not the well, best center back on his team. Cards, takes performance enhancing drugs. That'll close it out for uh, this edition. Uh, I could not tell you when we'll be back again, but <laughs> hopefully we are back again. Uh, so I'll see y'all uh, next time. Get it? Melts through plastic, I spit fired, pat my palate, talking paper, if this was work, I'd get hired, farting my mishaps, bourbon get murdered, farting get bitch slapped like bourbon mixed with jack, lickety split, lickety slipped on the shelf from peeling banana split backs, give me my chick don't break me off shit back.